Welcome back to the Nobody Asked For This Podcast. Um, yeah, welcome back to the Nobody Asked For This Podcast, as I just so beautifully sang. It is a ripe 9.40, 9.39, forgive me, a.m. Beautiful morning in May. I'm sipping out of the Santa mug that I believe I mentioned a few weeks ago. But of course, no one would have known that uh, because that episode re- received zero um, viewership, which is, which is, I feel like I harp on that too much because it's like kind of funny, uh, but I'm scared that it comes off as me being serious. So I'm just going to do the very quick reminder that I do in every episode that I realize that no one listens to this. Um, it's not like it's sad. Like I'm not like when I'm talking to people. You know, like saying, oh, what is everyone doing this weekend? Like, I know it's not, there's no one on the receiving end of those questions. Um, I just, I just feel better saying that. It feels less embarrassing. Um, I just get that out of the way and then we can move on. So I will not mention my lack of viewers again. Okay. Um, But yeah, I hope everybody, again, see everybody's not everybody. I get it. I hope everyone had a great week. Spring is spring is very springing. It's looking very springful, um, if I do say so myself. I'm looking outside, and it looks like, it almost looks like summer. The problem here, I don't know if this is in many parts of the world. I don't know if this is a me problem, but I feel like spring is a lost art, you know? There was a time where we went from winter, and then we had spring, and it was actual spring. It was like maybe... High teens, low 20s, if you're a Fahrenheit person. Let me do some quick math. Times two plus two. It would be like 60s. Yeah, in the 60s, like 55 to 70. Or like you don't really need like a winter coat, but maybe you'll use like maybe um like a nice plaid. Like you'll take a plaid shirt and then kind of just wear it in the morning and then maybe tie it around your waist in the afternoon. I, what I've started to do is my, my normal uh, professional outfit would be like my $16 um, fancy business, business, businessy pants uh, from Walmart or my fancy businessy pants from Costco. Obviously like some sort of an undershirt and then like a, like a button up. Now what I've started to do in the spring months is I'll just un, like unbutton the button up just to get some airflow. So that's like the spring version of my, and then the summer version, I haven't worked fully worked out yet. It's probably just going to be, I'm going to have to get some, some short sleeve shirts because um, it's getting hot up here. Apparently it's going to be in the thirties next week or this week or something. I don't know. Sometime soon. I'll, I'll update you next week if it's happened or it's forthcoming. But sometimes I got to say these weather people are alarmists. We, we mentioned this in the winter episodes. They would be like, it's going to be 20 bajillion meters of snow. No one's going to be able to drive. Stay inside. You know, don't take risks on dangerous roads, on treacherous roads. If anyone knows that video of the Irish weather lady going, don't take risks on treacherous roads. Don't swim in the sea. Google it. Google any, any uh, combination of any of those words that I said. Um, and it'll come up. It's very funny. But then, after all the hubbub, nothing. There's no risks to be taken on dangerous roads because the risks or the roads aren't dangerous, which is obviously a good thing. But in the summer, 
they'll be like, it's going to be 48 bajillion degrees. And then sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't. A couple years ago, um, it was so hot that like the, my walls, like I touched the walls in my house and it was like, like burning hot. My bedroom walls had a fever. It was, it was, it was quite brutal. So stay safe out there. Maybe start um, buying those air conditioning units sooner rather than later. Uh, because here's the thing. I have to get the AC fixed in my car. And I usually try and wait it out as long as possible. But then it's like, if I'm gonna, just going to buy it anyway, like why am I sweating my ass off in May just to get it in July when I could have bought it in May and then I have it f- for the whole summer? Because I know if I... Anytime I've waited longer, anytime, the one year I've waited longer, I'll get it in August because it's like boiling hot that weekend. Then we're cool as a cucumber for the rest of the year. It's brutal. Um, so yeah, I encourage everybody to, to prepare now because again, sometimes what happens is once it starts getting really hot, the prices of these cooling down techniques, methods skyrocket so you know don't play yourself okay we're, we're gonna cheat the system this year hashtag 2023 uh, and while we do that i have some very unfortunate news now as as many of you don't know i haven't had a co-host in a while um and today i do and you may think why is that unfortunate news well, the unfortunate news is that my co-host this week um, is not human. It is a species of a different sort, of the rodent variety. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, or hopefully, for my sake, not welcome, my new co-host, the mouse that lives in my house. Yes, there was a mouse sighting in my residence. Um, key, key words, in, not on, or near or outside in in my residence we don't know where it came from we don't well i mean there's you know many points of entry i'm going over it with my security team because i think we might have had some and if that's different from an exterminator but regardless yeah there's a there's a mouse um i'm i'm kind of workshopping names on what to name it i haven't seen it my myself um i do believe it was it was from a trusted source um, unfortunately, unlike the uh, probably attitude and just overall vibe that I project, um, I think a lot of people would assume I live on this like big, rich, um, you know, mansion, grounds. I probably have like a guest house. I probably sound like um like I'm a a, a beneficiary of nepotism, like. Who else would have the time to sit down once a week and like talk into their phone to nobody for no profit? This is a nonprofit. Um, and today I sound like that, but with the allergies because I, it's very nasally today. Um, forgive me. It's, it's, I'm not sick. It's not COVID, which I haven't, I missed that phrase. But remember we always had to say, it's not COVID. It was, it, it's not COVID. Um, yeah, I probably sound like some loser, well, who, who just doesn't have anything better to do, doesn't have a job, is just like sitting around thinking that the world is waiting to hear their thoughts. 
I mean, I guess self, what's that called? Self-awareness is always good to have. But no, I'm actually, I'm actually not fully that. So I live in a, in a modest home, which means that anywhere between half a centimeter to, I don't know, 12 feet away, 20 feet away, there could be a mouse. Now, I'm taking comfort in the fact that I, I feel like mouse, mice, meese, I think that's moose, mice can't like go upstairs. So it was seen on the main level. So I'm hoping that means if I, if I stay up, you know, hot air travels up. If I stay up, we're good. Now, I'm sure if anyone was listening to this, they could, you know, rebuttal that and say, no, here's a picture. Here's eight YouTube clips of mouse, like, walking upstairs. I'm sure they can. I just, if they can, I don't want confirmation on that because I feel so safe up in my, up in my quarters, up in my sleeping quarters um, with the probably false sense of security in that the mouse cannot find me there. So normally, as I've been open about before, I will be uh, recording this on a beanbag chair in my basement. Now, I know I said that I don't think mouse can travel up, but I feel like anything can fall down. Like, whether on purpose or not, like, you can take a tumble downstairs. And I feel like basements sound like where mouses, mousies, mice live. So I'm going to be suspending the use of that beanbag chair. Now, everybody, please keep that beanbag chair in your thoughts and prayers. I worry that in a couple weeks when I make the brave decision to venture back down there, I don't come to find that my podcasting chair has been ripped apart um, with, you know, like mouse claws. If they have claws, I don't know. Mouse teeth. I know they have those two like big, like prominent teeth in the, in the front. Or at least I do on cartoons, which I'm sure is 100% reality. Um, but yeah, so we're just gonna we're gonna keep the chair, you know, and our and again in our thoughts and prayers. And I just hope that, you know, we see it on the other side. And if we don't, um, I will put it on Craigslist, openly. You know, I'll put in the ad that you know it was it was bitten by a mouse. You know, maybe get a rabies shot if you would like. Do I have to get a rabies shot? We talked a couple weeks ago about my tetanus shot and how I was worried that it was evaporating like by the minute. Eight and a half years, only one and a half years left. But do I have to get a rabies shot? Okay, I'm going to do a quick Google. I'm going to ask my Snapchat AI. Let's see here. Okay. AI, by the way, I will never not read it as Al. I'm like, who's Al? Why is everyone mad at Al? Why are people... Um, asking Al things. Like, I was very confused. Um, there is a mouse in my house. Do I need a rabies shot? I don't know how to spell rabies. Is it two Bs? Rabies. Oh, like the plural of rabies. Question mark. Okay. She's typing. He, he's typing. They are typing. My AI is to Al is typing. It's unlikely that you will need a rabies shot if you didn't come into contact with the mouse. However, it's always a good idea to take precautions to avoid coming into contact with wild animals or their droppings. If you're concerned, you should speak with a medical professional. Okay, so that was a word salad. They didn't necessarily say yes or no because I don't think they want to be liable. But, um, okay. I'm going to not for now. I am. I do fear the droppings. Um which is the name of this episode. 
because I'm looking around and it's like, is it dust or is it mouse? Shh. To use our our famous censorship tool. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting very nasally. <coughs> Testing. Okay, fixed it. Okay, so I'm going to hold up on the rabies shot. Oh my gosh, I have an idea. Okay. I'm going on Shark Tank. Or Dragon's Den or whatever the Canadian one is. There needs to be a service that when you come into contact with like either like a bat or a, um, some sort of wildlife, a, a dropping, as my owl said, um, they need to be like, you, could, you should be able to Uber Eats a tetanus shot or a rabies shot or any like time-sensitive shot. You should totally be allowed to do that. 100%. I think the fact that that doesn't exist, the fact that I had to think of that, that, like if I ever is make an invention that is useful and does well and helps society and all that, like <laughs> we can't be in a good place because you're telling me that no one else could think of that. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not the, the brightest light in the crayon box. <laughs> Just that was a joke. But regardless if i have to think of it first i don't know what that says about our future so yes please pray for me and this mouse um i just i really hope it's like a friendly mouse i hope it's like a it's tom and or jerry whatever the mouse was i've actually never seen that show or that comic or whatever it is um or hopefully it's like wallace and gromit was that his name i hope because they seemed nice they didn't seem too like rodent Um And I have to say, the first couple of days, like walking around my house, I was like, is someone going to like jump out at me? It felt like um, a haunted house. The scariest part of haunted houses aren't actually the haunted part. It's the, it's the jumping, at least for me. I'm fine. I can watch a scary movie at one o'clock in the morning, fall asleep and like have peaceful dreams. Like that, the scary part doesn't bother me. It's like the jumping. Like it's like, Boo. Like, I hate that. So the fact that there could just be, like, a rat that just, like, woo, out of nowhere, brutal. Um, and then even knowing it, it's, like, a little bit eerie. You know, I'm just, like, walking around, like, ooh, like, what, what, what's about to happen? You know, I, I did, I'll be honest, the first day it happened, I did, um, you know, sit on my dining room table eating chicken strips. Um, they were Costco chicken strips. They were very good. But I just didn't love the idea of having my feet on the ground, which unfortunately, as someone who that, you know, walking is my main mode of transportation, it was just unfortunate. I'm going to have to learn how to fly. Um, these flying cars, we're going to have to speed it up. I wonder if people, like 50 years ago, they probably thought we were going to have flying cars by now. Like, how do, how do we not have that? How has that not happened yet? How, how do I have a little thing on my Snapchat called Al? that I can ask it questions and it can give me responses as if it's a human, but we can't fly our way out of traffic. Also, pro tip, when flying cars do become a thing, I feel like, let's just stay on the ground. Like there needs to be a group of us that, are, that just thinks, you know what, if everyone's in the sky, right? If everyone's flying, there's just gonna be so much air traffic. So let's just, I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna put my, my two, my four wheels on the you pavement, we're on the asphalt, go. you know, asphalt, is that right? The pavement, because I feel like once the, you know, fancy cars start coming, we're all, 
going to be up there, you know, floating in space. And there's just going to be so much pollution, or not pollution, well, probably pollution, but congestion. And they're going to have to, like, figure out a whole new, um, like, light signals. That just sounds like a crap ton of work. So I'm going to excuse myself from all of that. And I am just going to live amongst the ground. I'm going to touch grass with the, um, with the regular cars. It's like I remember um, a couple years ago when my bus that I would normally take to go to school decided that it was going to be a double-decker. There's going to be two layers of bus seats. It was the best couple weeks of my life because everyone was going to the top. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll check that out later. I'm just going to sit on the bottom when it was completely empty. If, you just, if someone took a snapshot of that bus, it would look like I was the smelliest person on the world, in the world, rather, because it was me on one level and everyone else above me. That could be a metaphor for a few different things, and maybe I am the smelliest person on the world. But, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was quite pleasant. Not that, I, not that I don't like sitting with people on the bus. Actually, the bus is a very interesting place. You can do a lot of anthropological, um, that's a big word for me, research, on a bus. You know, you can see, you know, just kind of what the people are up to. I have to say, um, I've seen a lot of public drinking on a bus. I've smelt a lot of beer. Um, even before I knew what beer smelled like, I was like, it smells like wheat. I was like, is someone eating some shreddies on this bus? Um, and it wasn't shreddies. It was, it was the wheat of beer, cream of wheat. Cream of wheat is actually pretty good. I think I've decided, this episode is kind of all over the place, but what episode isn't? Um, I'll get back to the mouse. I think I've decided that breakfast food is my favorite. I love like a slush, like a sludge. And that is really what breakfast can provide me. It's, it's like oatmeal or kind of, I don't mind a cream of wheat every once in a while. I assume as I reach old age, um, you know, if I'm lucky enough, I assume maybe that will grow my love for cream of wheat, just because, you know, it's a bit, you know, directed for people who maybe your teeth aren't as strong. Just keeping it real. Um, what else do I love about breakfast food? I love peanut butter, and I think you can really incorporate peanut butter into every aspect of breakfast. Not so much dinner. and Well, if you want to do it and be socially acceptable. Um... Also, side question, I feel like it's very, you know, it's cool to do breakfast for dinner. Where is dinner for breakfast? Where is I'm eating a burger, I'm eating, you know, a souvlaki kebab, I'm eating a steak for breakfast. If you do that, suddenly you're weird. But if you have, you know, French toast for dinner, oh, you're so trendy, you're so quirky, you're edgy. But then suddenly, you know, you take out the filet mignon for, you know, dinner at 9 a.m. and everyone's looking at you weird. I also love smoothies or like a smoothie bowl. I love granola. You can really incorporate it anywhere. Um, I love like a slivered almond. I love an almond croissant. I love a donut and really a donut. You can only constitute it as a meal on in like a breakfast scenario. You know, it obviously can work its way into dessert. What else? What other breakfast foods do I love? I think, honestly, I think I would do great in prison. Not like a, um, like a maximum security, like that's too much. But I think if I went to like a, oops, like accidentally broke the law type of prison where it's more like a wellness retreat, I feel like they would give you more food freedom. 
in terms of what you could eat. Like, I don't think they're just serving you, like, roadkill or whatever. I think you could probably go to, you know, just like a, maybe like a continental breakfast more, or they have, like, packets of oatmeal, or hopefully they have that thing. Not that I'm hoping to go to prison, but, you know, if I ever find myself in that scenario, and I have not done anything illegal, if any, in case anyone's wondering, but if I ever find myself in that scenario, like, I hope they have the batter machine. Does anyone ever go to a hotel and then there's that machine that dispenses batter and then you put it into the waffle maker that you have to flip after 30 seconds. I would like to, I would like to participate in that. Um, what else do I like? Yeah, like, oh, like a coconut flake. I feel like that is incorporated. Like you can throw that on a smoothie, on a smoothie bowl. Um, I also really love fruit. I would say that's one of my favorite foods, um, which is, can you tell I'm hungry? The only thing that I don't like about fruit is I was essentially scammed into liking it and then bamboozled and told that it was bad for you. You know, fruit was always a thing. It was like, oh, you know, maybe we shouldn't be eating so many desserts. Let's have some fruit. And at first I'm like, like, give me a donut. Then I started eating fruit and I was like, oh, this stuff's actually pretty good. So like watermelon, strawberries, mango, pineapple, all of it. And then I start eating like fruit by the bowl and by the like tub. And now everyone's telling me you're eating too much fruit. Fruit's bad for you. It's so much sugar. Well, what the hell do you want me to do? This was my replacement. This is a supplement, an alternative to, um, to donuts. So like now that's bad too. I guess everything in moderation, but really Mexican are telling me vegetables are bad. Actually, yeah, I don't, I would like to opt out of the thing where you turn on the news and it tells you like some food we thought was good for us is actually bad. I don't, I don't want to hear it. Um, I'm sure it's true. I believe it. Everything's going to kill us. But like, I honestly, like I'd rather not know, you know, because then stuff will happen. And it's like, oh, one study found that, you know, Diet Coke is awful for you. It's like drinking poison. Makes sense. You know, I still drink it. And then another study will be like, no, aspartame is actually healthy. So it's like, why can we can we do some coordination? Can we please just like do like a quick meeting and be like, okay, what like listen? Because I understand like obviously science is ever evolving as it should be. You know the scientists in their lab coats, you know always studying stuff. We appreciate you. We see you. We love you. My only thing though is like, can we maybe do like a a meeting every couple years and just be like, okay, what did you, what were your notes on this subject? Okay, these were mine. Let, let's reach a common conclusion. Because if I can go on to google.org and find one article from, science, from one university telling me that, you know, whatever is bad, and then find another article from another reputable university telling me that it's good, it's confusing. And I just feel like we really need to, like, we need to start making some conclusions here, you know? Also, while the scientists are together... I have a question because as you can maybe hear, I'm eating some carrot chips as a alternative to potato chips. Um, and because they're great for dipping, I love dip. A ranch, a hummus, tzatziki, all of it. I'm a fan of, a, I'm a fan of it all. But I have been washing my carrots in the bag. Like I'll open the bag and like, water them and then shake the bag and then put it out now the problem is am i not thoroughly washing the carrots like if i washed them in the bag in which they were dirty 
and then keep them in that bag. Can you hear a tree fall in the desert or whatever the saying is? You know what I mean? Like, do I need to then transfer it to a new bag? Because really what I'm trying to do is save the planet. But if I'm going to get like some sort of diarrhea from that pursuit that I'm, you know, I mean, you just got to, you got to prioritize at some point. We've really flown off the rails. Um, back to the rat or the mouse, God forbid a rat. If anyone has any tips, you can let me know. Um, I, again, I haven't seen it in a while or I haven't seen it. There hasn't been any sightings in a while. And I just feel like if there was a rat near me, I would know. You know when you walk into a room and you're like, oh, there's someone else in here. Like, they don't necessarily have to be talking or even making noise. You can just kind of feel it. I've always been pretty good at the feeling it part. I'm like a Ghostbuster kind of, but for humans, which I understand is a little less impressive. But I just feel like if there was a, if there was a mouse, I would know. Um, and if I'm ever going to see it, I feel like I might as well see it while I'm recording the podcast, you know, just to like document it, you know, have some, maybe get five minutes of talking from it. We can interview it. It could be my first interview. That would be fun. I'm trying to think. There's not really, there's not really mouse movies. Obviously Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is like top of the line, president of all the mouses. But there's not really like a mouse like cartoon so much. Like, penguins have happy feet, and, like, Madagascar. You know, dolphins have free willy. Deers have Bambi. Like, where's the, where the mouse movie? Maybe there, maybe there is. I don't know. Pandas have Kung Fu Panda. Snakes have, um... Ah, well, I guess snakes aren't that great either. All bugs and insects have a, a bug's world. You know, they have options. Maybe this mouse is the mouse to change the tide. Maybe it's not. We're, we're really, we've really gone left. Um, you know, again, I said this last time, like some episodes are great. And some, and in some episodes, I talk about, you know, rats for 20 minutes while eating carrot chips. And I think I'm accepting of whatever comes through. You know, I see myself as more of a vessel, if anything. Um, you know, I don't know, again, I don't really think, I don't really plan for these, so sometimes what I'm, what I'm, you know, spewing out is gold, not to brag, and sometimes it's silver, or bronze, or copper, or whatever, you know, bat, oh, actually, speaking of the periodic table, I actually do have something, you know, every six months or so, there's like a Netflix documentary, that like exposes something and we all watch it and we all care about the cause for like a a week or two and then we all kind of forget about it. I think I have the next topic. What the hell were those Got Milk ads? If anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, until about maybe a year ago or so, there was these stupid commercial, or no, sorry, about 10 years ago or so, there were these stupid commercials where either famous people or not even famous people had milk must- mustaches, m- milk mustachios, and would talk about how like milk was good for you. Now, this is distinctly before the non-dairy milk alternative beverage association committee 
started pushing like almond milk, rice milk, oat milk. We talked about a couple weeks ago how rice milk got left behind. You know, now it's very oat. Uh, coconut is popular, maybe like a blend of the two. But that coincided, that rise of non-dairy milk really coincided with the end of the Got Milk commercial. Now, my first major question is, how did milk get a publicist before me? How did calcium seek representation in the media? Media representation. I don't understand. Did it get a manager? Did it get an agent? Did it go to some sort of agency for, you know, other compounds? Like, and then second of all, who was funding them? Third of all, what was it a front for? It was 100% a front. I've never known something like stronger in my life. Like even more so than I believe that there is not a rat in my presence. I believe that those were some sort of something like something cuckoo was going on. And I want to be the one to expose it. I actually don't want to be the one to expose it. I want to be the one to kind of get the idea out there. And then I would like some sort of credit when the Netflix documentary comes back around and those like, you know, winning awards and stuff. Because that, like, something was weird there. And I think we've all kind of gone along with it, and we're like, oh, yeah, got milk. Those are kind of funny. Mm-mm. What, what was that? What was that? You know who we should ask? My Snapchat L. Okay, let's see. What were the got, were the got milk ads about? Let's just see. About, here we go question mark she's typing the got milk ad he knows right off the bat the got milk ads were part of a marketing campaign designed to promote the consumption of milk they featured celebrities and other public figures they didn't ask me with milk mustaches along with a tagline got milk the ads were popular in the 1990s and early 2000s who funded them here we go Hard-pressing stuff. Do you have to cite AI? Here we go. The Got Milk ads were funded by the California Milk Processor Board, a marketing um, organization that represents California dairy farmers and milk processors. The campaign was created by the advertising agency Goodby Silverstein and Partners. Stuff that I can't read. Was it corrupt? Let's see. There is no evidence to suggest that the Got Milk campaign was corrupt. So yes, it was a marketing campaign designed to promote the consumption of milk. Some people argued that the ads were misleading and that they exaggerated the health benefits of milk. Okay. Well, I think my job here is done. I think Netflix producers, directors, whoever, writers, I know you're striking right now. Oh, actually, this might be my moment. If the writers are striking, that means no new TV is happening, which means everyone's going to be really desperate to put something on their stations. So now's the time to act fast. Hmm. I need anyone. If, if you or someone you know worked at the Shelverstein and Partners ad whatever agency of California consumption of milk, reach out to me at nobody at podcastnobodyaskforthis.podbean.com. If you like what you're hearing, you can also go to podcastnobodyaskforthis.podbean.com and listen to all our other episodes. We're also available on Apple, Spotify, um, other places, Samsung something or other. 
link, not LinkedIn, Linen, Lean Linear, I don't know. Just go to the website. Um, we're also, you can contact us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and yeah, I would like to speak to all of you. Got milk? Um, we're coming for you. Or we're not. I don't want to, I don't want to assume the worst, but it's looking shady. Um, and I think with that, before they come after me, I'm going to leave you with this pressing sentiment. Have a great weekend. Have a great day. Have a great life. Got milk?